Well, good morning to you all on Tuesday the 17th of June. Debate continues on this disability support pension issue. The argument today is that fewer than 2% of all disability support pensioners last year got off the benefit, despite a range of incentives to try to get them back to work. Kelvin Bissett reports today in the Daily Telegraph that an audit of disability support pension recipients last year found fewer than 17,000 left the scheme for reasons other than death or moving on to the aged pension. Now, that compares with 12,000 who signed up and the 723,000 Australians who get it and fewer than 17,000 moved off. So the argument is that few who go on to the benefit ever leave it. Now there are two questions to be asked here. Is everyone on the disability support pension disabled, given that nearly one third suffer from a medical condition described as musculoskeletal and connective tissue, which is a fancy way of saying you've got a bad back. So the first question is, are these people disabled? And secondly, can people legitimately disabled and with a mental illness gain and keep work? We must first accept that there are many people physically incapable of employment. But it's a mystery how the numbers keep going up. In June 1996, shortly after the Howard government took power, there were fewer than 500,000 people on the benefit. The best that could be said is that the growth has slowed. The number taking up the disability support pension is up by more than 35,000 since 2003. Now we're talking here about a bill to taxpayers of more than $12 billion annually. To fund this, it's also worth noting that for a single, they get $109.70 more a fortnight than someone gets on a new start allowance, which is the basic unemployment benefit. And for a couple on a disabled support pension, they get $62.40 each a fortnight, more than a couple would get on unemployment benefit. And disability pensioners also get other perks that the unemployed don't get, like pharmaceutical allowances. The mystery here is how could you have such a buoyant economy, continuing downward trends in unemployment, and yet a massive movement of people onto the disability pension? Now, we don't want to demonise these people. 40% of them have this bad back syndrome, and that might be problematic, but 25% of disability support pensioners have psychological and psychiatric problems, 7% have cancer, 8% of men and 4% of women have heart problems. You have to question whether putting disability support pensioners into the workforce is likely to help the economy because recipients are commonly older men with illnesses or outdated skills. We must let those who are legitimately and genuinely disabled know that they're not going to be hunted down. But equally, we must be sure that pensions aren't going to people who aren't entitled to them. It does seem an extraordinary statistic that in a population of 21 million, almost three quarters of a million Australians are on a disability support pension and signing up at the rate of more than 12,000 a year. Or put another way, more than a quarter of a million more Australians on a disability support pension than there were when the Howard government came to power. I suspect one of the factors behind these large numbers is that many of us don't want to give disabled people the opportunity to work. Many of us fail to dwell on their abilities and are too focused on their disabilities. It's one thing to fork out money. It's another thing to change the attitude of employers and government. It would be a source of national shame if people were on disability pensions because they simply felt unwanted anywhere else. I'm Alan Jones.